Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Nerd Explosion. You probably noticed that this episode doesn't have a number on it, and that's because we, me and Sean Clark, had a special guest, Michael Manny, with us for the last episode, and we brought him in specifically to talk about the cancellation of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and what was only intended to be about a 10-minute discussion on our love for the show and our disappointment over it being canceled, turned into a 30 to 40-minute discussion about comic book television, the CW, and the way that Warner Brothers treats their properties. So I have separated that discussion from our normal episode, and you can find it here in its entirety. Enjoy. Of course, we also have a special guest with us, Michael Manny. How are you doing today, Michael? Oh, guys, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I wish it were under uh, better circumstances. I wish I were, it was about, I was uh, coming on to talk about something I was happy about. I mean, you probably are going to talk about stuff you're happy about. Yeah, that's a good point. I was happy about, I was happy about Dr. Strange, but uh, one of these things I'm very not happy about, but I've always wanted to come on here. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, of course. And welcome to Nerd Explosion. And yeah, for those that have not been paying attention to Warner Brothers, they've been going around and canceling a lot of their television shows lately. Um, a lot of things that people are very passionate about um, and keeping shows that we're kind of surprised they are. Like, why is Riverdale still going? Does anyone know why? Because, like, its ratings is significantly less than the shows that did get canceled, especially the one that Michael is here specifically to talk about, which is Legends of Tomorrow. Um, for those that have been paying attention to me on Twitter, I've been very vocal about what's been going on with Legends to the point where I even got featured in an article. Um, one of my tweets talking about how Stargirl was moved to the CW, so why can't Legends of Tomorrow get, come to HBO Max actually got put in an article on um, The Wandering Nerd Girl. So that was pretty dope. But yes, I agree with Sean that Riverdale became unwatchable after its second season. Um, but no, with Legends of tomorrow it was probably one of the more promising shows that dc had in the cw because they had so much creative freedom with it it felt like it had a really good balance of the weird and serious especially the weird stuff and while the cw shows have always kind of tried to embrace the weirdness of the comics especially with shows like the flash a lot of them kind of got mellowed out by their melodrama and their need for this kind of soap opery drama elements a lot of cw shows have but legends somehow never really got boggled down by that and considering that it ran for seven seasons before getting canceled, that's a pretty big feat. So, and with the end of season seven promising Booster Gold and maybe appearances from, uh, from some Green Lantern Corps in the future, it seemed like there was so much more for this show to have, especially with having a relationship between Sarah and Ava getting teased in the finale. Naturally, a lot of fans are not happy about this, and Michael is unfortunately one of them. Uh, I... Uh, intro by M indeed. Uh, so yeah, I, so Sean was actually with me. Sean broke the news to me that it was, that, uh, it was that along with Batwoman was going to be canceled, which I'm also a very big fan of. Yeah. I'm Naomi just, got hit by the chopping block too, just a couple which, of days ago. Yeah. Isn't surprising, yeah, but I still sucks. Uh, so yeah. I am a, I am a, I'm a huge Arrowverse fan. And so beyond, besides Supergirl, Legends is my absolute favorite show. It's just not, not only is it just the most 
out of it out of its mind crazy show on tv superhero in the super not only in the superhero genre but just in general Mm -hmm. it just it it just has so much it has so much heart and just so much so much so much love so much heart so much just just so much fun it's just it's i it's amazing to me as so i didn't pick it i didn't start watching it when it first premiered 2016 so gosh Mm -hmm. 2016 that's my senior year of high school so i start i picked the show up like uh the the beginning of the pandemic was the start of my journey with it and season and so for context legends is the first arrowverse show i watched that's a good one to start with yeah so uh season i think it's interesting looking back on see on from season one to season seven where season one i think it tried to be a little more it took it took itself a little too serious season and then it's kind of season like the second half of season two onward is when it started to like embrace this just absolutely insanely weird like we insane weirdness mm-hmm. that only by like as the seasons went on continued to get just crazier and crazier and crazier right. yeah because they it, was the season that introduced the jsa and had the legion of doom as the villain yeah, right yeah yeah i, I was remember watching that don that was, and damian yeah. dark and malcolm merlin yeah yeah and i remember watching that and thinking how is this spin-off show actually making damian dark a good villain how is that possible he's oh god i love i i mean i'll say it plain and simple i'm heartbroken I'm absolutely heartbroken that seven seasons, mm-hmm. seven seasons, and you can't and you can't give a just like a short season eight to wrap it up. Or a whether CD that, movie. Or... Yeah, whether that's on HBO Max or whether that's a short season eight on the CW. I get there's bigger forces that play with the CW right now. It's up for sale. Uh, a station group next are is who's likely to buy it is mm. what the report is what the reports have been. But I've just, I'm heartbroken. I've had it. Sean has heard at length my beef, my beef with WB, with mm-hmm. DC and with WB specifically. Yeah, their, I will say that they definitely got them better. But I, I think it's the discovery buyout that's causing all the stuff to happen with the CW yeah. right now. But when it comes to the, the movies and the shows that are on HBO Max especially, they've been seeming the hit. So hard with them, which I think is why the news about Legends of Tomorrow is hitting so many people so hard because DC has seemingly wanted to prioritize um, creator made stories and a lot of weirder stuff. I mean, you look at like Doom Patrol or Peacemaker and they're they're tackling just as weird ground as Legends of Tomorrow. So it's weird that Legends is getting canceled like this, especially when it had um, such good ratings. Like it was beating Riverdale in ratings, yet Riverdale was getting another season. So it's just very strange circumstances. Yeah, a report a report came out in the Hollywood Reporter today that uh, that Legends and Batwoman were canceled because because Warner Brothers Television didn't want to renew the soundstage that it's filmed. Yeah, on. because the physical stage probably costs a lot of money, and that's again, I I definitely think that's a discovery move where they're yeah. because the CW presumably I know that there's been a lot of articles that have come out about, it, but it presumably hasn't been profitable since its creation and i think no. that with discovery now purchasing now having ownership of warner brothers they're trying to take a look at all their investments and seeing what they're recouping and it's weird the choices they're making with cw are really strange because it's it's weird that they're 
seemingly renewing shows that are less popular than the ones they're canceling. And I don't really get it. Maybe it's because they're trying to move them to streaming. Like it's possible that Riverdale might be moving completely to streaming. And that could be the case of they've been noticing because like things like um, Superman and Lois and Riverdale um, and the flash, et cetera, have been doing way better on streaming than they have on live television, even though they're, most of them are doing fine on live TV. So it's possible that the canceling of legends was a budgetary reason like that. Like the soundstage being too expensive makes perfect sense. It's just unfortunate. It's yeah, it's unfor it's unfortunate. I'm trying not to not to go into absolutely unhinged fanboy territory. Yeah. Cause they, cause this is what this is one of like the few areas that I could that I very well could. And it just it's beyond it's beyond disappointing. It just it it just completely tracks because so <laughs> they go they go to they go to DC. And they're like, hey, can we get a, can we get a, can they apparently, so I read an article today, Phil Clemmer, the showrunner or the show, mm-hmm. the co-showrunner, they'd asked for Booster Gold multiple times, if they could use Booster Gold multiple yeah. times. And just the whole, the whole, uh, the whole, I don't know what the procedure is, of course, but the whole procedure of them having to, of, and this isn't just specifically it's, a legend yeah, issue. This is, Booster, this is not an arrow. this is not an Arrowverse issue. Characters. It's the same reason why Batman didn't show up in Smallville or why they couldn't use the Superman symbol in yeah, the show they, while Superman yeah, Returns was airing. Yeah, the Batman, the Batman, what is it? The, gosh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, yeah, they couldn't, like they Justice like a, League. They had like a rights embargo. Or yeah, something. embargo, that's the right word. Justice yeah. League Unlimited, they couldn't use any of Batman's Rhodes Gallery. It's, right. and now it's, it frustrates me to no end. It, there's there are a few things that in like in that just make me more when it comes to kind of this world that make me more angry than than how difficult Warner Brothers is with when it come when it comes to DC. It it's like I, I, Batman's a great example. They could, the Arrowverse couldn't say Batman's name until like the Elseworlds crossover. So like that was 2019 when Batwoman, when Kate Kane was first introduced in that crossover. Yeah, I'm still disappointed about what happened with Kate Kane, but luckily Batwoman ended up recovering and being fine in season two once they got rid of a lot of their production problems. But for those that are familiar with me, I'm a huge Batwoman fan in the comics. I love Kate Kane. As am I. As am I. Yeah. So I was very initially very disappointed with Batwoman, but luckily, from what everyone has told me, I did drop off the show, but almost everyone has told me that it recouped and became good again in season two. Oh, it's fantastic. The most recent season was fantastic. So it's a shame that I'll have to definitely pick it up and watch it at some point. I have so much time. Yeah. Don't we? Don't we all? Yeah. It's it's just so it's so so beyond just frustrating with and i like i just mentioned this is not a this is not a unique like a unique situation is just it's not and it's not just legends either it's just yeah it's it's the I, way it's, that it's the frust- cw is and no it's it's, it's just fru- yeah. it's frustrating that the that the it's not just the whole whole that's just one part of it is what Warner brothers does with how they have to like, how sh- shows have to like beg to use and <laughs> use DC characters. And it's just, right. I love, I've loved every 
single original character introduced on Legends. Like yeah, I am a no, I am a legends and Legends are fantastic. I am I mean, a it's being led by an original character. Like yeah. Sarah Lance is a fully original character for the Arrowverse, and while she yeah. is like based off of like Black Canary. They kind of had freedom to do uh, whatever they wanted with her, especially once she became part of Legends of Tomorrow. And to my knowledge, I believe that she's the character that has appeared in the most episodes of Arrowverse television. I believe so. I mean, which it's, is insane. It is the most. Like I've, yeah, I've loved every. I've loved every. It's just one. I've loved every single original character that's. That is in the show. I'm like, I am a Legends, like, beyond fanboy. It is my absolute favorite show. It's just, yeah, it's heartbreaking. And, but it's not, I really, I, this is going to sound just like beyond, like beyond irrational fanboy, but like, I want to genuinely boycott everything DC related. I will tell you that I would take your excitement about Legends and watch Doom Patrol. Because it's going to give you all the same feelings. Um, Doom Patrol gets just as weird and strange, and it has just as many obscure characters in it as Legends. Um, if I honestly am hoping that Legends gets picked up by HBO Max and they do a crossover Doom Patrol, because that would just be the most amazing thing ever um, <laughs> for DC television to do. And but that's up in the air. I'm I'm really hoping because again, like as I said on Twitter, if Stargirl can go from streaming to the CW, then why can't Legends go from uh, television to streaming? Yeah, and maybe they'd actually, and maybe they'd actually, like DC would actually kind of, I don't know, oh, well, pay then attention to them, pay attention to them, give them an actual budget to work with. Yeah, give that'd them, be nice. Yeah, give them a, you know, allow them, not that they need, not that they need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Not that they, you know, not that I'm saying, yes, let's get Batman on Legends. It's a, that's not what I'm saying at all. And cool, they, it's not, <laughs> it's not that I'm saying they, they need it anymore because the, because yeah. the team, the team itself is. Yeah. And I, I'm happy I have a, pulling from I don't, like CDUS DC characters. Cause like, I love Booster Gold. Him showing up in the finale for season seven blew my mind. Oh, me too. I, I would, I just couldn't believe it. Um, I remember showing, Sean knows about Booster Gold because I showed him the Justice League episode. So, you know. How mm-hmm. awesome Booster Gold is. Yeah. He's dope. Um, like he's one of those very obscure, lighthearted characters that DC has that you can tell almost any story with him because he's a time traveler, and that fits so perfectly in the world of Legends of Tomorrow. And he's a character I thought would be perfect for the show since the beginning, so it doesn't surprise me at all that the showrunners have been trying to convince Warner Brothers to let them use the character. It's, it's really weird that they had to even do that because Booster is not that popular of a character like i know that everyone it's not like he's being it's not like he's being widely used dc yeah like he gets uh, he's in a mini series like every three or four years like the blue and gold comic with him and uh ted cord's blue beetle just finished um about a couple months ago and that was the first comic that featured booster as a main character in years like every once in a while he'll show up in a story like tom king's batman where uh he royally screwed up giving a, a wedding gift for Bruce and Selena, and there was a whole escapade during that. Highly recommend Tom King's Batman. Bro. If you just watched the Batman back in March, you should read Tom King's Batman. It's perfect. It'll hit all the it'll hit all the juicy parts of that Batman movie that you want in the comic too. It's fantastic. Anyways, but yeah, Legend of Tomorrow is just the perfect show to have 
like these C-list characters like Booster Gold, like Firestorm, uh, like Citizen Steel. These are characters that no ordinary DC fans going to know. They might have heard of the Atom, um, and they might have heard of characters like Black Canary, but I highly doubt any, just even a casual DC fan has heard the name Firestorm before, before these shows came out. And Legends was the perfect home for all, where all these characters could be together. Like, I mean, it even rescued Constantine from cancellation with Matt Ryan reprising the role on the show too. So Legends felt like this very homey show for all of the estranged characters in DC that a lot of their other shows either no longer wanted to use or got left behind. And it sucks seeing Legends go out without even getting a final season to complete its story. Yeah, and I just... So Sarah Lance is my is one of my comfort characters. I love I love her more than anything, and that and that's one of the parts that breaks my heart the most. That Katie Lotz has been playing Sarah Lance for ten years. Mm-hmm. It's the ten. It's the tenth yeah. anniversary of the Arrowverse, and yeah. and instead of, and instead of this year, which what I hoped what I hoped is that there would be a you know like a special crossover for the tenth anniversary. No, they're good. All of the all of the shows besides Flash and Superman and Lois, which I also have major beef with. Uh, yeah, Flash. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Superman and Lois. I don't want to take over. I don't want to take but over your Flash segment. Is, but oh, trust me, I'm the biggest Flash fan on the planet. <laughs> no, it's not Flash. Superman. It's Superman and Lois. I think Superman and Lois is with. fine. I, I that is fine. I have right. major beef with Superman and Lois. I don't want to this to become Michael's uh, beefs with beefs with DC, the segment, but it just, it breaks my heart that at least at the very least, Sarah is not going to get her, like Katie Lotz is not going to get an ending an ending to her playing, her playing Sarah. That is something that absolutely breaks my heart. Uh, Just, you know, times a hundred. And it's just, there's all these other characters. It's not just like, Sarah's one of those, you know, you have those characters that you come across places that help you learn, that help you learn about yourself, mm-hmm. that like that teach you, that teach you about yourself, that just hit that close to your, to your heart. And she's very much so one of, uh, one of those for me. And then a lot of the other original characters too. I mean, like, um like zari she's another she's in a boat i guess both iterations of her because there's there's two different zaris both not both of them for her and then you know uh martin stein fart uh and oh, man, uh, i remember when and, martin yeah died. that's heartbreaking uh, or wentworth yeah. miller is captain cold and uh dom purcell is mcrory and of course brandon ralph is as, uh the as, as the adam yeah, and spooner spooner is just introduced in season six i absolutely adore elizabeth chavez and her and astra and constantine i just yeah, yeah and, it's, it was really a jack of all trades show and there are again there just aren't many there, there aren't a whole lot of especially coming out of DC, there aren't a whole lot of like DC related stuff, especially when Legends was first coming out that was willing to do what it was doing with its stories. Um, and the amount of freedom that the writers had with it is just extraordinary. You don't see that with a lot of franchise storytelling. I mean, you look at, I know that Marvel's getting better at it and DC has slowly started to lean more, especially in their movies with doing 
when the directors and the writers actually tell their own story without it, trying to build into a franchise. But Legends really was the only one of the Arrowverse shows that kind of felt like for the whole time it was going, for all seven years, that it felt like they had a clear idea of where they wanted to go with it, especially after season two. While a lot of the other Arrowverse shows were either trying to fill, initially started trying to fill a hole, like Batwoman was created because they wanted to do a Batman type show but couldn't use Batman. And because of that, the first season was very rocky. Um, but with Legends, um, it had enough time to find its own footing. And it sucks that shows like Batwoman and Naomi won't have that now that they've been canceled. Like it's, oh, it's, it's kind of, it sucks yeah. even more looking at those shows, even compared to Legends. Like Legends sucks because even just one more season would be enough to wrap up the story. But Batwoman and Naomi didn't even really get to find their footing. I mean, Batwoman only just kind of grew its own fan base in season yeah. three, right? And I can't imagine the pain those fans are going through right now. I, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Batwoman fan too. And it's, yeah, it's the same deal. And I just kind of, while we're talking about this, it's just, so like Superman and Lois, I've seen the first four episodes of the first season. Mm -hmm. They were great. Tyler Hecklin is my, is Sean looked at me like I was crazy when I said this. He is the best Superman. He's the, he's the best live he, action he in, by far. He is. He is. Thank yeah. you. He no, it's embodies, like you're he looking embodies at the spirit of Superman. And you've only seen Supergirl. Like the, the issue that Supergirl had was that in order to raise up Kara, they had the downplay Clark. And see, Superman I was, Lois, see, I was okay it. with that. See, I was yeah. okay with that because I'm a huge Supergirl fan. But I, so, see, I, I'm, I'm not. And to be fair, if Supergirl's the only iteration of Supergirl that you've seen, that's perfectly fine. I unfortunately love comic book Supergirl and it's hard for me to not look at the version of Supergirl that they used in the show and not just see female Clark, which is something that she's never. No, that's that. No, that's, so that's, that's, that's where most of my criticism comes from. No, um, I, I remember her from the, from, uh, from justice league and justice league unlimited. Yeah, that, really that was the first that was the first iteration of her that I saw but my issue it just so no disrespect to the to Tyler Hecklin or to uh Todd Hel- Todd Helbig or anything anything like that but I hate beyond beyond like beyond words I very much so dislike that that not only does Superman and Lois, it claims that it's an Arrowverse show, but pretends like it's in a different universe. And also, and also that I will it say is not, that it, it is does, not, it does give the Arrowverse connections further into the season you go. It's not just, cla- it's, it's not just claiming it's an alternate world. There are Arrowverse characters that, that will appear in the first season of Superman. I know. Yeah. I do know that Diggle so, appears at one yeah, point. Yeah. Diggle is in it for multiple episodes um, as a military consultant. I just, um, I hate, I hate that it, I get why for like real world reasons. I get why <laughs> Melissa Benoist is having, was, you know, just had a, just had a baby. So I get like logical real world reasons why yeah. I hate my, my, ira- my irrational, uh, my irrational beef with Superman and Lois is that it does not, and that to it my knowledge, it does not even like mention there's there, not even there like is a, a part of me of that would actually kind of be happy if superman and willis did introduce a more comic accurate version of jimmy olsen though like that's like the one part of supergirl where i'm like if, if they do choose to ignore that part of supergirl i will have a problem with it 
So far, I really don't like all George of Supergirl. Wilson. <laughs> so I, I far, they're ignoring all, not of, a all fan. of it. But I, I don't like that they're ignoring all of it. But it is what it is, I guess. And I mean, I guess I think more of it is maybe that they just don't have a choice in the writer's room to acknowledge it. There might be more stuff going on behind the scenes than we know. There might. There very well might. And uh, <laughs> I will give the floor back to you. That is my, those are my, those are my DC beefs. But no, uh, <laughs> I've, yeah, I mean, people, I, I, I'm the biggest Flash fan on the planet. Okay. Um, what the CW did with the Flash to me is irreparable damage to the character. And unfortunately, it's not like any of the other mediums. The comics have actually been better recently, but it's weird because it's not the Flash comic that's treating Flash well. It's when he appears in anyone else's comic that where it's like the most amazing thing. Like I'm reading uh, Superman's Son of Kal-El, which is the comic about Superman's son right now. Hmm. And Wally West appears in it. And it's like the best thing. It's like the best writing that Wally has gotten in like five years. <laughs> and it's not even a Flash comic. <laughs> or like him showing up in Nightwing um, right now is insane because he's actually fantastic in that. So as a Flash fan, it's kind of sucked over the last few years that almost everything with the actual flash in the title has crapped all over the character, in my opinion, whether it be the shows or the movie, which I really, all of the advertising is painting it as they're like just advertising Batman being in it. Like why call it the flash when all the advertising is going to be about Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. At that point. Right. And then you have like the main comics, which while they're fine, they're nothing amazing. And I know that a lot of people felt the same way about Green Arrow when Arrow was going. And I mean, I did drop off of Arrow after season five for that exact reason, because I thought they were going to go in a direction with Oliver that they didn't. And that was extremely disappointing, but it is what it is. Uh, again, that's the reason I like Legends so much is because it, it's, it had the benefit of not really using any major DC characters. And because of that, a lot more freedom with them. So I didn't have like, the expectation of this character needs to be this way um where or but they did try to make a character more similar to the comics they could still have be a bit more lenient with it and wouldn't be as much of a problem it's really hard taking a character like green arrow and trying to make him like batman for the first few seasons of arrow and then immediately trying to go back and make him more comp booky because it's it just felt like whiplash and they needed to pick one and just go with it um, and it felt like they kept being uncertain about what type of character they wanted Oliver to be up until the end of the show. Yeah, see, I, w- I wish, you and I had, I think, had a little different experience. I wish I read more, I wish I read more comics. I really do. Right now I, is like the best time to read yeah, these so Everything like, that Tom Taylor is writing is fantastic. So like, I'm, I am very like what comic flash is like what comic green arrow is like yeah like comic green arrow in they're, they're pretty, Amel, if you, Steven you Amel, green arrow. the animated series so you know yeah. what those characters are like yeah it's pretty much the same as as it is in the animated or like series. i haven't or like did you watch batman the brave and the bold yes oh yeah. Batman the brave and the bold was just the most oh. perfect mm-hmm. adaptation of almost every character that appeared in i still think it has the best version of aquaman yeah oh like uh, and 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 the music Meister is so good. I talked with uh, I had a guest on the show uh, a few months ago, uh, Sam Gilligan. That was a huge Batman the Brave and the Bold fan. We went on a whole tangent about the music Meister episode because that was the whole that was the musical episode and making fun of what the Flash tried to do when they tried to do the same thing. But no, Batman the Brave and the Bold was just lightning in a bottle. And it's 
I think it's just as good as Batman the Animated Series. It just touches on different areas of comic book accuracy because Batman the, Batman the Animated Series wanted to touch on uh, 80s, 90s, or early 2000s Batman, while Batman the Brave and the Bold is very like 50s, 60s, 70s Batman. Yeah. And there's, see, yeah. We live in a universe where we can have both, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I like, I said Sarah Lance's is like one of my comfort characters like Arrowverse Melissa Benoist Supergirl is is my absolute one of my four favorite characters in all of fiction and she and I and she is very much so different from comic from comic Kara I know I uh I'm, yeah. I'm very well aware of that but like yeah, Car- I love this iteration yeah. but I but I do for I know that some people's gripe I know very well yeah. and just from if other you ever want recommendations for comic book Supergirl uh Tom King's Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow miniseries that ran last year is phenomenal and has some of the best artwork I've ever seen that yeah, it I, is it's a perfect entrance into the character. I yeah, I need to get a, I need to uh, yeah. get a I'm list I'm like the person to go to for comic book. I know. I need to, I I'm, I'll have to go to you for a list, but like I get the what they did with the characters in the Arrowverse compared to what they did in the animated series and what they did in the comics. Yeah, I, I know it doesn't line up. It's very different for the most yeah. part. Again, I know like, it doesn't line up. That's part of the reason why so many people liked Legends is because it was able to capture what makes the comics so good. Yeah. Even when using wholly original characters, with if anything, is even more amazing and exceptional. Yeah. But, okay. but yeah, that, that feeling that you get from Legends, there are plenty of comics out there that, will, that can kind of recreate especially the ones about obscure characters. Like, again, I mentioned the blue and gold uh, run earlier. That's a, if you want silly comic book stuff, that's perfect. Or again, like the Doom Patrol show on HBO Max is perfect. And, and like literally any of the Doom Patrol comics as well. The only problem with the Legends of Tomorrow name is that unfortunately the Legends of Tomorrow comics have never really been anything super special. Um, the Legends of Tomorrow comics were usually just one-off issue storylines that had like team-ups, kind of like how the Batman the Brave and the Bold was, mm-hmm. where it would be like random team-ups between multiple characters that are really obscure and aren't big enough to get their own series. Um, it didn't really have these continuous ongoing storylines like the show does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I, I, it's, I've said my piece. I, it'll, I'll, I'll stop holding a grudge with WB eventually. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, they'll I, put out something that you'll like at some point, right? <laughs> I oh, mean, you'll they, watch Doom Patrol and then you'll immediately forgive them. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna, you know, I'll watch. The Peacemaker or whatever else I'm is not, coming up next. I'll watch the Bat, the Batman 2 when it comes out, but I, I just, Sean's, Sean's heard all about it. I mm. have, I am beyond, I'm usually beyond annoyed with just their their uh with their management of dc yes their creative management of dc compared to which i know it's not marvel for the most part marvel has like their own aired my issues with uh the miss marvel series that's coming out and you bet i'm probably going to talk about it again but it's not that it's not like Marvel doesn't have their own issues when it comes oh, yeah. to what they're pulling from when it comes to comics to the screen. Yeah. yeah, from here we started talking about Multiverse of Madness, which you can find in the normal podcast episode. But again, 
Thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I hope you check out the rest of the recording that we did with Michael because it was fantastic getting to talk with him. And especially considering that he's one of the few people I've met that loves The Last Jedi. Like I've actually met in person, not just on Twitter. It was fantastic getting to talk with him. And hopefully we can get him on the podcast. So thank you all for listening and have a great rest of your day.